0: You're listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. Today on the show, Cooperative Extension Director David Fogarty stops by to talk about his long career at that office and what he's looking forward to in retirement. A staple of the summer returns. The Gaston County Parks and Recreation's Kids Catfish Tournament is Saturday, July 15th at Dallas Park. Bring your kids, a rod and reel, and your favorite bait to catch those whiskered wigglers. The competition is open to children ages 3 to 15, and they must be joined by an adult. Call 704-922-2164 for more information, or visit the Parks and Recreation page on gastongov.com. So, we're here on another edition of Savvy Citizen. Bit of a sad episode today because we're talking with David Fogarty, who is leaving us. Not so sad. You are bailing, David. <laughs> it's not sad for you, it's sad for us. So, it's tell bad. us a little bit about just your career with Cooperative Extension here in Gaston County.
1: Wow. Um, and you've only got 30 seconds, so sum up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I started as director in 2003 and i had been working here as natural resources agent for about four or five years before then and when i became director martha burris had just retired and she had served 20 years as director and before martha max Irwin had been the director and he had served 20 years oh wow and before max paul kaiser from like early 40s to early 60s was the director he had served 20 years so that was a little scary you know thinking (laughs) okay this is a 20-year commitment here um and i I guess i didn't really necessarily think that that would happen but here we are 20 years Yeah. yeah um so yeah you know it's been a it's been a great career and uh been exciting in the last few years, working closely with the county, uh, with the uh, strategic planning and being integrated into the, the county's plans, that's been really exciting.
0: And it's this weird relationship to, to a certain extent with Cooperative Extension because like you have staff, some staff that are paid for by the county, you have most of the staff that is funded through basically the state, right? Through NC State and, and NC a
1: Right. So most of our employees are actually NC State University employees. However, even with those employees, the county helps fund those positions. Got it. Um, And then we also have three employees that are county employees. Uh, Two of those are funded with grants. Okay. Um, And our operational budget is through the county. And we're housed in county offices, and we follow all the county rules and partner with all the county departments. So yeah,
2: you guys are over there with um, Parks and Rec. Um, who else is in that? Natural Resources in the Dallas uh,
1: location. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's also the um, the USDA federal folks are there, and okay. Forestry is right down the the at the end of the parking lot. And you guys work closely with a number of departments, including Natural Resources, uh, Parks and Rec, Public Works. Right. We partner with um, Parks and Rec on a lot of land use issues, uh, anything related to like pond management or uh, farm preservation. They make referrals to us. We refer things back to them. Um, With DSS, our parenting education program takes referrals from those programs with uh, the Senior Center Parks and Rec, uh, the Health Department, Linda Mingus works closely with them on nutrition and uh, senior health programs. So yeah, we collaborate with a lot of th- a lot of different departments.
2: So David, I'm curious, in your 20 years, what all has changed with Cooperative Extension, especially specifically in Gaston County?
1: What has changed? Um, You know, a a lot of things, our programs have gone in cycles. So, you know, I, I think Gaston County itself has changed in the sense of all the growth that we've had here. Sure. And that has affected our programs.
2: Have you had to sort of shift your focus from 2003 to 2023?
1: Yeah, I mean I think we still have some of the same programs, but like in agriculture for example, we have fewer large-scale farms. We had dairy farms when I started. Oh. Um and most of those have either switched to beef cattle or have gone out of business.
2: Yeah, I didn't know we had any dairy ever any dairy farms in Gaston County. So that's interesting. Yeah,
1: Gaston was big in dairy. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah and at one point gaston county had cotton um, that was back before the 70s when the boll weevil hit and a bunch of folks got out of that so it has rotated and now we have a lot of smaller scale farms that are uh, selling primarily retail or to the farmers market and there is increasing demand for those products. We saw especially during the COVID pandemic that when grocery stores were running short on a lot of produce that people saw that we need a local food supply and started attending the farmers markets more and business picked up there. So uh, that is where a lot of our focus is. We're also seeing uh, more business opportunities for landscapers nurseries greenhouses that grow landscaping plants so that's more of our agriculture focus you know you look at our health programs a lot of those things um, have just continued to grow as people are more concerned about their health Um, obesity issues things like that diabetes that that they, they really there's a market for folks wanting to learn how to eat healthy Mm -hmm. Um, so that that is increased and then we recycle things like canning and food preservation that you nobody thinks about and then and in recent years you know people are like okay i need to learn how to uh to take care of some of my own eating needs absolutely yeah there's definitely
2: a growing trend especially on social media i see a lot of people getting into homesteading and doing some basic things at their house that was never a thing when I was growing up.
1: Right. We had a homesteading workshop back in January and had over 100 people in Gaston County wow. attend.
0: Wow. But, yeah. Including DeAndrea, including who's a, a part-time <laughs> host here on the podcast, who's <laughs> waving at me from off screen <laughs> and is moving out to the country so that she can have chickens and is going to borrow my, my wife's gardening expertise. <laughs>
2: Hey, citizens, are you feeling savvy yet? If not, let's take a break and hear about some cool things happening in and around Gaston County.
0: Want to know what's coming up in the month ahead? Check out our Looking Ahead videos, produced each month in both English and in Spanish. We feature key dates, events you'll want to mark your calendars for, and so much more. Watch them on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Find them in the iOn on Gaston playlist.
2: So what are some of the programs that you implemented during your 20 years?
1: Wow. So uh, there are lots of them, but I wouldn't say that I implemented them as director. You know, I helped maybe hire some of the staff that implemented right. them and, and helped collaborate with them and bring in resources that could make that happen. But uh, some of the things I, I think, too, are our school gardening program, the healthy harvest program that we run in elementary schools. Um, and that took off probably about 10 years ago. And um, we're in, we've been in as many as nine elementary schools where oh, we so have cool. school gardens and the the third graders all get to plant their gardens, harvest them, um, and consume them in a big salad party. Nice. And, and it ties in with the school curriculum. Um, and it's amazing how kids who wouldn't ever eat a vegetable or you know a carrot or a radish or whatever we're growing you know hey if they grew it they're gonna at least try it right
0: that's that's that pride in the sense of like I I did this I helped grow this right
2: well it tastes better when you grow it too you know absolutely yeah
0: absolutely unless I'm the one that's growing it and then it's probably screwed up and deformed and (laughs) might have some extra pesticides Um, in there or something
2: ugly vegetables are delicious too (laughs) that's true
0: every vegetable is special in its own way (laughs) you You talked about the the healthy harvest program that's um what all does that entail in terms of like staff time and and being able to get around I? mean you talked about nine different elementary schools. I mean that's pretty significant.
1: yeah, Marcus Cyprian um runs that program for us, but he also depends on volunteers. Some of mm-hmm. our master gardener volunteers go out and teach some of the programs. Uh, we're also working with the teachers themselves to get them trained so that they can deliver some of the programs and we can just assist with the gardening side of it. So, Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like we've had Linda in for a number of episodes over the last two plus years and that is a common theme is, is how much um, cooperative extension relies upon uh, recruiting new volunteers to get involved in and make these programs a success.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things I'm most proud of is the volunteer networks that we still have. And, you know, today it's harder to get volunteers than maybe it was 20 years ago. But our organizations, our Master Gardener volunteers have over, they have about 110 members that are active and volunteer with us. We have our ECA, Extension Community Association volunteers and a new master food volunteer program that Linda works on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got QNRC, Quality of Natural Resource Commission, uh, volunteers that help the county with environmental uh, recommendations. Um, I'm leaving somebody out, of course, our 4-H volunteer leaders. Uh, And then we've got other volunteer groups that we don't actually Manage directly, but we partner with like the beekeepers association. Oh, sure. And the cattlemen's association that we provide programming for them and uh, host their meetings at the citizens resource center. So uh, yeah, those groups are alive and kicking, and and it's great to to have that support.
2: So when you retire, does that mean you're going to come back and volunteer for all of these <laughs> programs?
1: I definitely will stay engaged. Uh, you know, there's there's many aspects of my job that I love and would like to continue being yeah. involved with. Yeah. What
0: did you initially get into um, your career for? Because you talked about transitioning in, in 2003. Um, was natural resources slash cooperative extension kind of on your radar coming out of college?
1: Yeah, I didn't really grow up with extension, but um, graduated from NC State with a degree in forestry, and then I served in the Peace Corps in South America for two years.
2: I did not know that about yeah, you. Yeah. Wow.
0: Where in South America? Paraguay. Nice.
1: Right smack in the middle of yeah. South America. Had to go to the library and look and see where it was, and it was a, there was one book that said don't bother. There's nothing <laughs> there. <laughs>
2: You're like, challenge accepted. Right.
1: <laughs> um, but I actually, that's where I was introduced to extension because I worked with an extension agent in South America who was in the Paraguayan uh, extension service. And we worked with a, uh, a sugar factory that ran off of firewood. Wow. And they had cut down all the trees around the within miles of the the sugar factory and they were having to go further and further to get their wood supply so we started a tree nursery and grew the trees for the the factory and worked with the farmers to plant the trees and so that's where i became introduced to that and then after i came back and uh got into uh grad school finished grad school and came back here to north carolina and uh, said, yeah, that's that's what I liked about ex- ex- the, my Peace Corps work was working with farmers and directly implementing programs that made a difference in, in their operations.
2: So where would you like to see Gaston County's Cooperative Extension Program go in the next 20 years?
1: Where would I like to see it? I, I mean, I think it's going to continue growing and... Like I mentioned, being part of the county's strategic plan, I think there's a lot of avenues for extension to play a role in finding uh, ways to support our agriculture and to make sure that farming is still a viable business in Gaston County. There's so many benefits. We're working right now on the farmland protection plan, and there's so many benefits of of having farms in our community that go beyond just a food supply but having that open space that provides a quality of life for all citizens right and the environmental benefits from having farmland to absorb our water as it comes down it doesn't all run off on storm water so a lot of, a lot of uh, ways of uh, benefiting from keeping farming here uh, I think our collaboration in the community has really grown, being part of like the healthcare commission and working with the school system. So, you know, I think that's something that we'll continue to do is, is be integrated into not only county government, but all of the uh, community partners in Gaston County.
2: And you're also a part of the Gaston Vision 2040 or the One Gaston 2040 initiative as well. And I imagine you'll continue to stay involved in that. So you'll kind of um, help keep Gaston in line. For the next <laughs> until, wait, how many years is that? I say 2040 like it's so far away, but it's not
1: that far. 17. Uh, okay. That's, right. that's kind of far. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually on the Gaston Together Board of Directors. And we started that conversation about renewing the vision a few years ago because it expired in 2020. That was the last mm-hmm. vision in place. And you know, we started talking about it. Well, we need a 2030 vision, and then then we realized it was getting to be 2021 already. And then COVID hit, and then we were like, we we better make that a 2040 vision. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's good to know, though. That um, you know, it's, especially with a growing community like Gaston County, you can see a lot of apartments being built and and giant warehouses being built. It's good to know that someone is involved to make sure we preserve farmlands as well. That's reassuring. We're glad. We're glad. We're glad that you're going to stick around for a little bit. To yeah, well, and,
1: and we got, we got Peyton and Laura and other good folks yeah, that'll yes. be doing that. So.
0: Well, and it, it seems like in the last, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years that agritourism has really picked up as something that's becoming a bigger part of the industry. Um, how much of a role does, does extension play in assisting local farms that want to kind of add that element to what they do?
1: Well, there's a lot that goes into getting into uh, agritourism. I mean, you have to have the right personality. Mm-hmm. A lot of our farmers are farming because they don't like dealing with people. <laughs> <laughs> they want to deal with the cows and the chickens right. more than the individuals. Yeah. I gotcha. But uh, those folks that are open for that opportunity, um, you know, there is a growing market being close by to Charlotte and mm-hmm. people wanting to take Day trips, folks like the Limeburgers at mm-hmm. Maple Springs, they are doing great business. Uh, Peyton was just out there yesterday. And uh, I can think of like the Lewis's. Um, a lot of folks are combining their farms with venues for people to come out and maybe maybe have food, but also like wedding venues oh, and things right. like that. That's smart. Yeah.
2: We talked to a UFC fighter who was starting a farm in Gaston County, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Out in Belmont.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What,
1: so kind, of farm? Cool. what kind of farm? <laughs>
0: I mean, he just, it sounded like a fairly traditional, like, you know, going to be chickens and pigs and cows and, you know, growing stuff. Oh, so
2: He wasn't doing it for economic benefit, just for like personal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the sense. I guess is the word for it.
0: Yeah. But I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. let us know, Bam.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We did, we did a whole episode with, uh, with Brian Barberina, who's the UFC fighter and I didn't work in to the episode that his nickname is Bam Bam um,
1: I'm still oh, kicking regrets. myself over that yeah <laughs> I wanted to ask him about that and I totally spaced it well he can set up his farm and you know stage fights in between yeah between. that's right yeah like yeah. you
2: said people are using their farmland for venues too right. so I mean it just makes right. sense.
0: <laughs> yeah kick kicking it in the corn Adam, you can do better than that (laughs) Uh, I could I could it's been a long week though my my joke game is is a little bit below par than than normally um so David what are some other things uh, you you talked about um the the parenting program and to me when I look at cooperative extension that's something I never would have anticipated the the triple p program how did that kind of come about and maybe talk a little bit about some of the successes you guys have seen with that
1: yeah, Gaston County, and that that is very unique to Gaston County. Being involved in it for Extension to be involved in parenting education, mm-hmm. um, and that position, uh, that program actually was in place when I became director. Um, we partnered with the Partnership for Children Smart Start, and they have funded that program for twenty years, um, and. Our focus for a while, started out with, um, working with all parents and doing general parent education in the community. And then we started getting mandated referrals from DSS folks that are, were in jeopardy of losing their kids mm-hmm. and working with them to gain the parenting skills that would allow that family to stay together. Um, and those referrals just kept increasing. So that in recent years, in just this past year, Gaston County stepped up with some additional funding. We got additional funding from JCPC and um, that's the Juvenile Crime Prevention, Prevention Council. Yeah, yeah. and um, the Partnership for Children. So we got a second position to really expand that. Um, so yeah, that that was a program where Gast where. Cooperative Extension at the state level decided back maybe 15 years ago that that was not one of our core programs. Okay. And they were going to cut back on that, but we had this really strong existing program with grant funding, and so we said, "No, nah, we're going to keep that." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm that's glad. been a valuable I, resource. Yeah.
2: I, I worked at the shelter, and we we referred a lot of clients to that program. Or actually, she came out to us, I believe. Right. And um, that was very helpful. Yeah.
0: Anything else about kind of what it's been like working at extension um, uh, about the people, about the programs that we didn't ask about that, you wanted
1: to talk about, you know, I think the, the best feeling I get from working with extension is just when we're able to help an individual and we get thousands of calls, like probably 2000 a year of, of incoming calls on horticulture landscape, you know, landscapes, home gardens, uh, nutrition, w- you know, working with our, our 4-H youth programs, and just being able to help an individual solve a problem um, and getting that gratification of like, okay, they, they called us for a solution and we were able to to deliver that. Whether it's uh, helping them grow a tomato or a, you know, a 4 h Graduating from, from high school and going off to college and be, getting a scholarship and, you know, those things are, make you feel good.
2: And I guess it is, it is important that you are a local resource because, I mean, what grows locally is totally different from what grows somewhere else. So you can't just Google it, you know, because not everybody's going to have that local knowledge.
1: That is very true. Uh, you know, information is out there on the web and people can Google things and watch YouTube videos and some of the information is good but there's also multiple answers to a Mm -hmm. single question and figuring out what's the best answer for an individual, you know, take somebody going out there and, and looking at the plant and maybe doing a free soil test from our state lab, uh, um, figuring out what the nutrition needs are at the plant. So, uh, yeah, being a local resource Mm -hmm. and being able to, uh, meet with people one-on-one is, is really good.
0: Well, David, we begrudgingly wish you the best in retirement. (laughs) And, um, we know that you'll still, you know, working on Gaston together, maybe coming back and volunteering for some of these programs. We'll still see you, but we want to thank you for your many years of service to the residents of Gaston County as well.
1: Thank you so much. And I'll be tuning into all your podcasts to come. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate (laughs) that. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, David.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office, with hosts Janet Schaefer, DeAndre Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Next week on the show, Matt Blackwell and Ashley Rom from Gaston County's Office of Budget and Strategy stop by to tell us a little bit about all the work that went into creating a new strategic plan for the county.